Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Tracy Kinzora, founder of OKO Copy, where she helps online business owners, coaches, and creatives personality pack copy. Now, today we're going to discuss how to create copy that isn't boring, convert customers, and how to grow your audience, even if you're super busy. So let's jump right into it. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am so glad to have you on the show because everybody has to write copy. It doesn't matter what you do when you have a business online, you have to write copy. And there's nothing like boring copy or copy that doesn't connect. First off, it takes a long to write copy. And I can't tell you how long it takes me to write something that probably would take you maybe 10 or 15 minutes, probably takes me two days. Dude. Oh my gosh. Two days. That's not okay. Yes. And then I'm not going to lie to you what I end up doing because I know how long and how gut wrenching it is. I then begin to procrastinate. So it probably Mm. wouldn't take two days, but because I have to find everything else to do. Oh yeah. This, oh yeah. That, and I procrastinate and it just doesn't happen. So help us out. How can we save time when we're creating content? So first of all, you are not alone. (laughs) I have heard from so many business owners lately that they're spending like upwards of 10, 15 hours every single week creating content. And that's a lot. Like, I don't have to tell you, right? Like what a huge chunk of your week that is. And I know we've all got other things to do. So there are ways that you can save time while still creating that, you know, personality packed, unboring copy and content that you're looking for. The first one is drum roll, batching your content. And I know that it's nothing new. And I also know it doesn't work for everybody, but it's a great place to start. I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they don't really know or think that batching means really just sitting down to work on a blog post, Mm because there's actually a bunch of smaller tasks that make up working on a blog post. You have to write it, you have to look for stock photos, and you need to write a social media caption, and you have to create a post graphic, and a social media graphic, and there's all of these things involved in it. So instead of writing a blog post as all these things, just break it down. So instead of going back and forth between those different things, literally batch it, write all the blog post content, then write all the social media content, then create your graphics and then upload it all to your site. So that way you're grouping your similar tasks together, even though the big task is working on a blog post. You know what? I have to give you a big hoop hoop for that because that's what I do. And it's been huge for me. I love to batch. I batch record the podcast and 
I love the process. So I cannot agree with you more. Thank you so much for that great breakdown. Yeah, I'm happy to spread the gospel of batching. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and continue. I just had to just give you just like that big whoop, whoop. And I had to say that because, and I've been saying whoop for whatever reason, I don't know why that's been my new thing lately, but my husband, it will be listening later and he will laugh at that. I'm here for it. It's all good for me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell us like, how can we, So we're batching and we write and we break everything down and we make it make sense. Now we're going to sit down. We're just going to write. Then we're going to spread everything out. We're going to do that. So then what next? What else can we do? Yeah. So for anyone who didn't get the like whoop whoop for batching, (laughs) I think planning ahead is another thing that's going to save you a ton of time. Even if it's, I would say a month, but even if you're just planning like a week or two ahead, because seriously gross overstatement, but There's nothing that sucks your time more than sitting in front of the computer, having no idea what you're going to write. So instead of sitting down and forcing yourself to come up with a brilliant idea on the fly, it's smart to plan ahead of time. That way, you know exactly what you're going to write about when you sit down. And like I said, it doesn't have to be detailed. It doesn't have to be like a fully fleshed out, like content marketing calendar. And honestly, it doesn't even have to make sense to anyone else. As long as you have a general idea of what you're going to write about from week to week, it's going to help save you time because having a general idea is better than having no idea every single time. Totally. Okay. So let me ask you this question. So we all discuss pillars and having pillar content and the importance of pillar content. What would you say would be most important when you set up the the pillar or the foundational content? I think that it's really important to have those because I'm going to bring it back to saving time. When you are super clear on your pillars and the kind of content that you know you can talk about and write about consistently, you're never going to run out of ideas in quotation marks, but you're always going to know, okay, I can pull from this content pillar or this bucket. You're going to know, oh, I haven't talked about this content pillar in a while. So it's really great to have those big buckets that you always go back to, and they're going to help guide you as you start to come up with ideas. And having those content pillars, honestly, is just another way that's going to help you stop yourself from sitting down in front of the computer and just staring at it blankly with no idea what you want to say. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where you can repurpose your content. Totally, totally. So tell us more about the repurposing and what's good content to repurpose. Yeah. Any content is good content to repurpose. Let's be honest, because it saves you so much time, especially when you've been in business for a while and you've been creating content consistently and you feel like your attention is being pulled in a million different directions. So for me, I always think, how can I take this piece of content and make it serve another purpose? And I always start with one big piece of content. For me, that's a blog post because I'm a writer. For you, it's probably a podcast episode. So I like to think, how can I use this again? So can I turn it into social media content? Can I use the content in my newsletter? Maybe I use it to make a live video or turn it into content for a live class or workshop. I could use it in a freebie or a nurture sequence. Maybe I use it to create workbooks and questionnaires for my clients. Maybe I turn it into a paid email series. It's 
honestly, that's really just like thinking about how can I take this piece of content that I've already created for one purpose and make it serve another purpose? Exactly. Exactly. Are there any particular rules that you would have as far as, do you have a template for repurposing? Do you say, okay, I'm going to break it down to this and that. Do you batch your repurposing? What do you do? What do I do? Honestly, my rule is like a mindset sort of thing, if you will, because I think that so many of us are under the impression that once we create something and share it once, we can't share it again. So I always like to remember that no one is seeing every piece of content that I put out there literally no one. It's not like I'm going to share something and someone's going to go, oh my God, she shared this <laughs> same thing eight months ago. And it was <laughs> September 13th. I remember the day. How dare she? No one is paying that much attention. So I think that the most important thing for me is just remember that no one's seen every piece of content and I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't share it more than once. I know people have systems in place. They set it up to go like day one, day seven, day 14. They're very systematized about it. But for me, I create so much content, honestly, that I just use it as my reserve. I know I need a blog post this week. If I am not quite feeling my content creative juices flowing, I can look back at all the things I've created and be like, oh, you know what? I did that podcast interview. I haven't written about that. Let me go ahead and pull out some juicy bits from there and turn it into a blog post. So it's just mining what already exists for me. Exactly. Okay. Let me find this out because I'd love to know what our audience is thinking. So if you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick, and we're going to have this poll question posted. How many pieces of content are you repurposing? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you can still weigh in. So Tracy, so you're a copy coach, which is excellent. And so many of us need a copy coach in our lives. So because some of us are at different levels and we aren't all able to reach out and hire you just yet, let us know some of the steps or certain things that we can do to get ourselves started from a copy coach. Yeah, so I... I'm a copy coach and editor, and what I do is I help people fine-tune their copy. So a lot of people that I work with are actually really good writers. They just find that they don't necessarily have as much time or patience to take the piece of content that they've created and get it like across the finish line. So I swoop in and I help them finalize it and make it more compelling and make sure the grammar is clean, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So as we're writing copy, what are some of the things that we need to keep our eye out for as we're actually going through and actually writing the copy? Yeah. So I think this is a great question because so many people get hung up on what needs to be in there, the SEO, like all of these, there's all of these things, right? So many things go into a blog post. I think that I always like to focus on making sure that what I'm writing has one point. A lot of the time, it, it feels really easy to be like, I have so many things to say, and I'm going to put them all in this one blog post. And everyone's going to know exactly what I think about everything I could talk about. And that's awesome. Like you, you have a lot to say, but it makes it really hard for your reader to take something away from what you've written. So I think 
the more you can stay focused and always ask yourself, does this relate to the point that I'm trying to make? If not, that's totally okay. You don't have to get rid of it. Just take it and put it in another document or a file somewhere because you've already created it. It's awesome. And you can reuse it again when you get to a point where you need another piece of content and you have another idea and you can just keep whittling it down that way. If you find that when you're writing, you go all over the place. You know what? That is so helpful because it's been so many times that I'm like, oh, I need to include this. Oh, I need to include that. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, these are many novels, you know? And that's one reason why I think I procrastinate. And I know that some of the things that some of the audiences told me before that they procrastinate when it comes to writing, because if you don't know all the little tricks from a copy coach, then how would you know what to do? Yeah, it's so easy to not just procrastinate, but get up in your head about it. And I think what a lot of people do is they put a lot of pressure on themselves to make everything they create and every single word they write completely perfect. But that kind of takes the fun out of it. And I like to make sure that when we're creating content, it's fun and it's coming from that place of feeling good. So the less pressure you can put on yourself, however you can do that, maybe it's not writing in front of your computer. Maybe it's doing voice notes. Maybe it's not even writing. Maybe it's having a podcast or a YouTube series, but any way that you can make it more fun and less stressful, the better off you'll be. And I think you'll start to notice that when you feel good and you're creating from a place of fun, your content starts to reflect that. I could not agree with you more. I I, I love that you said that because my audience already knows this about me, but I am a recovering perfectionist. And so uh-huh. just certain things, it's, I really want to enjoy it, but no, it's just not quite right. Just not quite right. And then I started embracing the quote, if you are proud of your first project, you waited too late. Yes. And what's funny about that too, though, and I know this is true for me and it's probably easy to poo poo this because I'm a writer, but I found that when I go back and look at things that in the moment when I like hit publish or when I hit share, I was like, "Ugh, what? That was, but when I go back and I look at it, I'm actually like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that was a really good point. So I think again, it's just this tendency we have to get up in our heads, talk ourselves down, tell ourselves that you're not a writer. That was dumb. And it's just not true. Like, I think we need to get out of that. And just the more you do it and the more comfortable you get, the better off you'll be. Oh, yes. I totally agree. And it's just getting started and just moving forward. (laughs) Yes. And the more you do it, the better you get. Would you say that? For sure. Yes, absolutely. That's one of the things I always say. It's just like, let's say you're an athlete and you have to practice, even though you might be like a naturally gifted athlete, you are still practicing. You still have a coach. The same thing with anything in your business, not just writing, but it's a practice. You have to practice it in order to get better. Any business owner needs to be able to write because it's not just about blogging. It's not just about social media captions. You still have to write proposals and send emails to clients. So there's still writing involved, even if you're not blogging. So I think just remembering that, like you said, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the only way you're going to do that is to practice. 
Yes, that is so wonderful. So tell us what would be your top tips for somebody just getting started, wanted to maybe hire a copy coach. What are some of the first steps that they need to make to start writing their copy? Say they need to do like their website copy or anything like that. What are some of the first steps? So I think it's really helpful if you are just starting, there's a couple of things you can do. One is you can go to a copywriter and see if they have any templates or prompts or formulas that they have. And you can use those to help you structure your content or your website copy and know, okay, here's what goes on my homepage. Here's what I need to say here. So that gives you a really good guide to getting started. And a lot of those are like, like a lower price investment. We're talking probably like less than a hundred dollars for some sort of template package. The other thing is this doesn't work for everyone, but If you have some like business owners that you look up to or other people in your industry, you can go check out their website and see what they have on it and use that to inspire you. You'll see, oh, okay, on their about page, they talked about this and oh, they had a call to action here. So you can reverse engineer a little bit what other people are doing and use it to inform your website. We're not going to copy the copy. We're just going to be inspired by the copy, right? Yes, for sure. Yes, please please don't take that that I was telling you to just steal people's copy. Never. Right, exactly. No, we all know better than that. But we also need inspiration from time to time. Even even the greatest writers look Mm -hmm. to others for inspiration. I definitely know that there's no harm in that. Let me ask you this. You're doing so much and you're putting all these working parts and you have your life and family and friends and everything else. What are your productivity secrets? I wish I had a super amazing answer for this. I write my to-do list by hand and I do a lot of time blocking. So time blocking. (laughs) Yes. I've gotten really good at blocking out my calendar. One of the things that also helps you get unstuck and also saves time is for me, Mondays are my writing days. So I block that on my calendar and sometimes we have to make exceptions, but I try really hard not to book any meetings or do any client work on that day because I need to be productive and get my blog post written. So I've found that the more I can set those time blocks and get my to-do list and be honest about what's actually on my to-do list that needs to be done. What can I outsource? What can I push to another day? That actually really helps me stay focused and get the things that matter done. Exactly. So you know what? This is a very, very interesting question that I know that you are an expert in because you are about personalization. And Mm -hmm. how do we personalize the copy? Yeah. So I think when it comes to personalizing the copy and making it sound like you and really about who you are, you have to, number one, I think it's really important to, when we're talking about content, like you talk, I think that a lot of people, when they sit down to write, especially people who have a background in any like corporate settings. We have a certain set of vocabulary (laughs) and ways of writing that doesn't really translate to 
the internet. And most of us aren't running around using like corporate words, like in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can just start practicing writing, like you're talking, the more it's naturally going to sound like you and be personalized to you and your voice. I think it's a little tricky for people to wrap their heads around, but the more that you can infuse things that you like into your copy or your content, the more it's going to show your personality. I always have like song lyrics and pop culture references, and I'm constantly mentioning like animals in my writing. And it's not that I'm writing topics specifically about those things, but I'm finding ways to bring them into my my content so that people get a glimpse of who I am and the things that I enjoy without me being like, hey, here's a list of the top 10 things you need to know about Tracy. <laughs> I'm just constantly working them into my content. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. I always tell people that if they need a place to get started, like FAQs are a really great place to show off your personality because they're not on the main page of the content, right? Like a lot of the times it's hidden. So it's, it's a great way to dip your toe in. You can, if you want to get a little crazier, start naming things, maybe your business, maybe your offers, your products after something that you like. Oh, that's a great idea. I was talking to a friend and she really likes cats and not that she's going to do this, but we were brainstorming ways to bring more of who she is into her website copy. And I was like, hey, maybe you maybe you call your audience kittens. Maybe your service is called the cat's meow branding. Like just kind of ways to play around with it. And again, bring in that personality and show a little bit about who you are and the things that you like. Oh, I love that. That makes it so fun. And then it helps engage you as well. Even in, mm-hmm. and it also helps motivate you. So I think that's a wonderful idea. Oh my gosh, I love that tip. Yes. Okay. So you have given us some great information. So this is the part of the show that is one of my favorite parts because this is when we can give back in a way that we wish that we could have probably had when we first got started. So this is our mentoring moment segment. So I'm just going to ask you to share more of your wisdom with us with this one simple question. If you could only speak one word today, what would you say and why? Creativity. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've always been a writer. I've always thought of myself as someone who was creative, but I didn't allow myself to pursue that when I was in high school and college. And I found myself as I got older not using my creativity, not flexing that creative muscle. And that led me to the corporate world where I didn't use that creativity at all. And you started writing corporate. <laughs> I started writing corporate. And you know what happened though is I, I, I did. You asked me about corporate buzzwords. I got so resentful of not being able to use my creativity. And that's what started me down the starting my own business journey because I really wish I hadn't let go of my creativity and I wanted to use it more. So I would certainly tell my younger self, listen to your gut that you want to use your creativity, find a way to use it. Don't give up on it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That is excellent. So guys just follow your creativity, dig into it. 
Tracy, you have been so much value. I cannot tell you enough how I'm going to use that tip. I can't wait to see. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I cannot wait to try it. I'm going to put all your details out in the show notes, but please let everybody know how you can be. Yeah. You can always find me on my website, which is okocopy.com. And I mostly hang out on Instagram also at okocopy. All righty. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.